0: making history his story, Derek Izzy. Thank you, thank you. Welcome back. You are listening to The Derek Izzy Show. Sometimes when I do this show, I do talk a little bit about what's going on in my life. Just to keep everyone up to date, I've become addicted to a game called Solitaire Cubed. The only reason why I bring this up is because I've been playing it basically every day. And everyone gets addicted to those little online games, you know, Angry Birds or Candy Crush or something like that. But with Solitaire Cubed, it's a little bit different. People get very competitive with these games. You play this game on your phone. And it's basically competitive solitaire. You know, every, everyone likes to play solitaire when they're bored. But this actually gives you a chance to be competitive and make money at it. The way, the way the game is set up, you can play one-on-one. You can play in a tournament. They have all these little events that you can take part of. For example, you can play a, a 16-person tournament that is basically free to enter and then you know you win like a little star or something like that or, or you win you win points that really don't don't get get you anything, but they give you the option to play for real money. And by real money there are all kinds of different values. For example, you can go one on one against somebody else and it costs you sixty cents to enter. That's the cheapest one other than the free ones. It costs you 60 cents to enter, and you go head-to-head, and the winner gets a dollar. There's a point system based on how far you get, how many cards you get completed, and then there's a timer also, and you get bonus points if you can beat the game quickly. But it's really competitive, so that's the the least expensive one. The most expensive one that I've done was... It was a one-on-one competition... It was $260 to enter, but I won, and my payout was $425. So that's quite a wide range of payouts, and there's all kinds of tournaments you can enter. The, I think the least expensive tournament you can enter is $3 to enter, and then if you make it past the first round, you you might win, like, a dollar. If you make it past the second round, then you win, like, $3, which is your entry feedback. If you make it past the third round, then you win $5. If you make it to the finals, you win like $8. But then if you win the tournament, you win 20 So there, are, it's all set up like that. And it is really fun. It's addictive. And because you're a loyal listener to the Derek Izzy Show, we've got a deal for you on it. Use the link on DerekIzzy.com. You have to use that link to sign up. Once you use the link on Derek Izzy... Uh, wait a minute. Okay, here we go. Just use the link on DerekIzzy.com. That will take you right to the Solitaire Cubed app. You can download it. And because you used our link, you will get $20 to play with. That is correct. $20 for free just by being a loyal listener to The Derek Izzy Show. Download that Solitaire Cubed app. Get your $20 and then start competing. And who knows? Maybe you'll run into me during the competition. You get to create your own username. Mine's Derek Izzy, so I'm pretty easy to find if we ever end up competing on there. Shoot me a note. Let me know if if we end up competing in the same tournament. But it's a lot of fun. Solitaire Cubed, you got to download it from DerekIzzy.com. The link is right there on the main page, and you will get $20 for free to play with. As soon as you make your first deposit... They will credit you with 20 bucks, So enjoy! Those of you who know me pretty well know that I've spent a lot of time in the northeastern United States, Vermont, New York, Pennsylvania. In upstate New York, there's a lot of interesting sights to see. One of the more interesting places, in a town that is sparsely populated, once you drive past the prisons, you will see an old building... An old building that may appear decrepit from the outside, but still maintains its luxuriousness and swanky style on the inside. That, my friends, is the topic of today's podcast. In the town of Nappanock, New York, sits a historic building that has a lot of uninvited guests. If you'd like to be a guest, you can, but it could be a very dangerous day for you. There are many ghosts and spirits that are dying to communicate with you as soon as you enter through the doors. It was back in 1845. A man named Thomas Rich put together a hotel. It was on the main street of Napanoch, and it was called Rich's Hotel, named after the owner, Thomas Rich. Napanoch was away from the busy city life. It was a good vacation spot. The hotel grew into be one of the more popular and nicer destinations for those looking to vacation outside of the city. The hotel would entertain some of the more prolific and famous people of the time. It came complete with a gentleman's club. The hotel would change hands and change names to become the Hungerford Hotel. In 1851, the hotel would change names several other times. In 1895... A nearby house caught on fire and the flames spread to the hotel. The hotel was burnt to the ground. A little bit later, the hotel was rebuilt. Several years later, the owner whose name is still on the hotel in 1906 would make his appearance. After immigrating from Ireland, a man named James would buy the hotel. James was a very successful businessman. He had many Socially elite friends. Bringing his name to this hotel would also bring some featured guests. Guests like President Roosevelt and his wife Eleanor. They visited the hotel many times. Another guest who frequented the hotel was Thomas Edison. Many members of the mafia also frequented the hotel. James was a very successful businessman. His family found success opening restaurants... In all different parts of the country. But Napanok was definitely a favorite destination for James. Again, being away from the city, it was a very relaxing place. By all accounts, James was a good man. He would get married at his hotel, marrying a woman named Beatrice. Being well known in the community, the couple would entertain celebrities and had great success in their hotel until tragedy would strike them. Being the socialites that they were, everyone wanted to be like them. Holding amazing parties, being the talk of the town, they just seemed to have the life that everybody wanted. They decided to start a family. In 1912, their first daughter was born. Six months later, she was dead. Later on, another child was born. Their first son, within six months he was also dead another son was born he was able to make it to nine months old and then he died as well Beatrice was heartbroken tragedy would not leave this family alone Beatrice had a sister, Esther Esther and her husband they lived right next door to Beatrice and James but in 1918 Esther would get the flu and she would die leaving Beatrice to care for Esther's two daughters. Now, part of operating a hotel is having all the conveniences for your guest. One of the conveniences that James brought into the hotel was a live-in barber. Tragedy would strike this live-in barber's family as well. His daughter, Rosie, at only three years old, would wander across the road exploring. You know how children are. Well, during her exploration, she discovered a well. Peering into the well, she would lose her balance and fall, plummeting to the rocks below. Her body was later discovered she was dead. In September of 1915, there was an alley that ran between a home and the hotel. The home was owned by a doctor. The doctor was pulling his car down the alleyway. Now, back in those days, the cars... Some of the nicer cars had running boards that you could actually stand on. And the doctor's five-year-old son was standing on the running board. However, he fell off. After falling off the running board, his head was run over. Did he die? No, he did not. He appears to be the first victim of a tragedy near the hotel that did not die. And yet he grew up. ...to lead a very interesting life... ...which will probably be the topic of one of our next podcasts. But being in business in the 1910s, 20s... ...even into the 30s, Prohibition would take place. James had some friends in the bootlegging business. And sure enough, a raid would be conducted on James's hotel... ...and he was arrested. While he didn't do time for this offense... He did have to pay a fine, but the fact that he and his wife were close friends with President Roosevelt might have had something to do with this. In 1937, a heart attack would claim the life of James. Eleanor Roosevelt actually sent a personal letter to James's wife expressing her sadness. Heartbroken over the loss of her husband, Beatrice could no longer maintain the hotel, and she sold it. The hotel would be owned by the same person for almost 40 years. And then it would get sold again, and then sold again, and then it would be abandoned. But in 2005, the hotel would be bought by a man named Sal. Sal did his best to bring the building back to life, reopening the hotel, inviting people in, making sure the rooms were all set up to show their old time glory. Sal would run the hotel until he died in 2016. The hotel is still around today. In fact, the hotel has been the topic of many ghost hunts. It's been reported that at least 30 different spirits have haunted the hotel. Beatrice has been known to roam the halls searching for her deceased children. Several mafia members are said to roam the halls. During ghost hunts, there have been claims that EVPs exist. On the hotel's website, you can actually hear the EVPs. I'll leave it up to you to determine if the recordings are real ghosts. But the hotel does put them on their website. There have been witnesses that have said lights have flickered, and they've heard random voices. With all this death surrounding the hotel... Of course, there would be paranormal activity. Guests claim to have seen rocking chairs just moving on their own. They claim to have heard voices, footsteps, clock chimes, random music when nobody's there. This hotel was actually featured on an episode of Ghost Hunters. One of the unique items that the hotel sells are scented candles inspired by the different spirits that have haunted the hotel. There's allegedly a cat, a ghost cat that haunts the hotel. Wandering around checking on the guests, the three-year-old girl who died in the well, Rosie, her ghost is said to roam the hotel. There's also a rumor that a former cook haunts the hotel by bringing the aroma of food into your room, even though there's no food present. And lastly, the topic of our podcast, James. James wanders his own hotel, whistling, reeking of tobacco, and just wandering throughout the building, making sure everything is okay. Guests who have been there say that it is an experience they will not soon forget. There's guided tours, there's events, there's ghost hunts. If you'd like, or rather, if you're not afraid, to brave this hotel in Napanock, New York, you can. It is located at 56 Main Street, and it is called the Shanley Hotel. If you go to ShanleyHotel.com, you can check out the website for the hotel, and you can get a brief history, as well as some witness accounts of the hauntings from the hotel from 1845 Until the present day, suffering through a fire, being burnt to the ground, going through 20 different owners, countless deaths. It's no wonder a place like that would be haunted. So if you're ever in upstate New York, check out the Shanley Hotel, as you heard it on The Derek Izzy Show, because now you know the rest of the story. Don't forget to go to DerekIzzy.com. Click on the Solitaire Cubed link. Get your 20 bucks that they will give you for free just by making your first deposit so you have some money to play with. Get into one of those Solitaire tournaments or go one-on-one. See if you can find me on the game. And have some fun. Tune in next month as the Derek Izzy Show will broadcast again. Don't forget to write our five-star review and tell your friends. Good day.